plight to sign board. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body of the SK system. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. How peaceful it looks. It must be annihilated. Send Rick and Daddy on war rocket Ajax. In 2013, Ming the Merciless, ruler of the known universe, declares the Earth to immediate termination. To accomplish this awesome decree, Rick and Danny are dispatched to the planet on War Rocket Ajax. The two encountered something they never thought they'd find, though. Movies. Stalled in their given task, Rick and Denny comb the movies of the Earth, sending reports of their greatness back to Mongo in what is now called the Hail Ming Power Hour. All right, welcome everyone to episode, and I want you to know it's episode 98. So cue up your favorite boy band from the 90s and uh, and and bring it in with us because we have a special treat for you now. It's a unsung classic from, from my favorite director of all times. And uh, I know that Rick's got a lot to say about it too. I know because he's been uh, chomping at the, champing at the bit. Champing. Champing. It's a, the horse term, yo. <laughs> yeah, to me, uh, I have three Danny Bennett wow moments, right? <laughs> <laughs> one is, the first one's probably like, wow, he really likes Ninja Scroll. <laughs> Two was, wow, he really likes the slogan from Popcorn. <laughs> so far, there's no lies. Right. And the third is, wow, he can quote this entire movie, Dark Man. I, you know, so, so it must have just hit at the exact right time. Cause I mean, like, yeah, when I was watching it, I was like, it's kind of like Star Wars, you know, before the line comes yeah. up, it's in my head. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it, I, how can you go this long and have and not seen this movie, really? I mean, it, it's, I haven't seen it probably since, I don't know, one of the times we get together and watched it, I think, but yeah. You know, this thing holds up, man. The <laughs> so, so nineteen ninety, you know, it's a year after Batman came out. Right. Uh, Sam Raimi has a relationship with Danny Elfman, and uh, you know, so Danny Elfman does the music, which, which honestly, I can kind of gripe about because it's like Danny Elfman's got one speed, and I get it; they're all a little bit different, but really not. You know, we, we could have been watching Nightbreed or. We could have been watching Batman, you know. Anyway, he, he can do those I, I things, but but you got to remember at the same time he's Oingo Boingo. So there's cocaine Danny Elfman, <laughs> <laughs> then there's 
crap, they're paying me a lot of money to do this. I better sober up Danny Elfman. So that, that's a good point. And, you know, I, if, <laughs> if that's my biggest complaint was that while I was watching it, I was going, Danny Elfman's music is is making me think of other movies. Yeah. And that's not the worst. Right. I don't hate the guy. I just I think, you know, it, it's it's like when I found out that uh, Alan Silvestri was doing the uh, the, the the music for the, the Marvel movies you know, mm-hmm. prominently. And I'm like, that's that's well earned. That guy, he, he you never talk about him really, but he did, he's done most of the music for all the Hollywood blockbusters the entire time I've been alive. Right. Um, but yeah, Danny Elfman has this place, and this is smack dab in the middle of it, right? Nineteen ninety. Yep. You know, he was he was he was hot commodity at this point. Sure. And and I mean, look at Sam Raimi. There's a guy that's breaking out. People are starting to pay attention. Universal offers him this deal, and he wants <laughs> he wants to make Batman. Right. Yes. He can't he can't he get the rights Batman. to Batman. Tries to make the shadow, can't get the rights to the shadow. So he just writes his own character, which is really a combination of the two. And it's so good. Like it made me want to see what he would have done with Batman. Cause I mean, yeah. again, he's, he is one of my favorite directors, but all that said, let's talk about dark. Man. <laughs> this oh movie. I mean, is there a better example? Well, let's just, let's just say this. Before Sin City and we got all these other movies, is there a better example of a movie that looks like a comic book strip? I mean, like you might have make an argument for like you know uh, the creep show movies that have like yeah. the panels, but it didn't need that because yeah, to your point, it it's just and Sam Raimi wanted to make a comic book movie. Yeah. It's it's why you know it's why he stole some of these things like the well. I agree. It it is absolutely one hundred percent, especially a comic book from this era where you're yep. dealing a lot with anti heroes. You know, yep. they and Marvel kind of had to back off that precipice and have their characters be heroic again because we had so many years of the Punisher and mm-hmm. and you know things like Dark Man and and Batman and the Frank Miller universe where where they were they were judge, jury, and executioner. It's like everybody right. was judge dread and and nobody had any pity or empathy and you know marvel kind of came back in and said well let, let's change back to where heroes were heroes and not not judge and executioners right yeah they doubt it they doubt it back a bit i mean you you still get a little more uh it's not as cheesy as some of the older stuff uh not to not to make fun of any of it but you know they they didn't doubt it back that far right i mean obviously right. you can distinguish between good and bad but for the most part yeah, it's it's not big shot from the tick, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> when did you love me, Mama? <laughs> <laughs> and and the, they, they, the reason these things uh, resonated so easily is because they made sure to make the bad guys super bad. Like you know, right, right, nobody's right. got any pity for Durant or or the <laughs> you know the the evil businessman of the eighties. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yep. I don't could, remember what his name is. That's well, not something I can quote, but could, that guy. He could have been the high in, steel guy. High yeah. steel. <laughs> he could have been the bad guy in Robocop. I mean, he, he it's that standardized very I mean, Robocop too. Yeah. You know? Very yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean you gotta have that guy, right? I love when you look up the cast, <laughs> the first two people that it brings up. Of course, Liam Neeson, right? Well, yeah. Number two. Bruce Campbell. <laughs> so they got like what the the first on screen and the last. <laughs> the last, yeah. And so the story there too is you know Sam Raimi wanted Bruce Campbell 
to play Dark Man, and Universal thought, ah, I just don't think he can cut it. So they brought in Liam Neeson. Matter of fact, there's a whole list of people that tried it. You're like, whoa, that would have been different when you kind of read through the list. I can't remember them right now, but the fact that at the very end of the movie, you see Bruce Campbell, which looks almost like a Mentos commercial, right? You <laughs> <laughs> just expect him to go. <laughs> so for those of you uninitiated, you know, we don't tend to outline the plot of these movies, but if you haven't seen Dark Man, go watch yeah man absolutely i mean like sure it's got some special effects problems you know it's it's dated but you you might watch it and go what is liam neeson doing you know why is he so young (laughs) because because he was he doesn't look like liam neeson anymore right Right. i mean before he was you know uh, hunting people down and finding out where they are and taking them out with those movies than you got before he was cutting the legs off of <laughs> Hayden Christensen. He was dark man. <laughs> so my, my first reason to watch dark man is Durant's crew. Oh yeah. So, yeah. so the bad guy in this movie is Robert G Durant. You know that? Big, well, he, He's got this crew. He's got a guy with a wooden leg. He's got a dude with long hair who dresses in purple suits. He's got a Hispanic guy who, you know, side eyes everybody. He's got the the bald dude from Swamp Thing. Yeah. And then it's him, right? It's it's really just That's kind of it. And like so so what like like they waltz into a, a dock where there's like a whole gang of people who have cars waiting in crates to like drive out at an opportune moment there's like 800 people in this in this warehouse and i think they have some like fleebs on the outside or something that they might get killed but I mean, for the most part they they have no casualties and they started that whole thing with one gun right which which is a a hidden gun <laughs> hidden gun yeah man danny hicks man from evil dead 2 oh, the yeah. guy missing the leg bobby joe bobby joe <laughs> Where are you, girl? Yes, Danny Hicks. Recognize him. Yeah, I mean, you got you got your typical Sam Raimi lineup, right? They said that they they believe that there's a scene where you know Dark Man is swinging across town off the helicopter, which is amazing. Oh my God, it's so good! But he almost hits the old Raimi car, right? The Delta eighty eight is coming down the street, and apparently the the Cohen brothers are driving that. (laughs) nice and there's there's that you got john landis in this who's one of the doctors when when the nurse or the doctors lead them through there and talking about look you can poke a pin at him you don't even react all this stuff which that is uh what's her name hold on uh jenny udger udger easy for you to say yeah she was uh she was a girl in american werewolf uh she was also in logan's run uh, yeah, I, I thought she looked familiar, but I didn't know from what. Like, yeah, and, which I mean, you got John Landis and her together in a scene, so that kind of ties back to American Werewolf. There's really all these like, clever things, you know. And I mean, just just people in, in I now you're now you're bombarding me with all these facts. Like, <laughs> I just knew it was a good movie. Right. Well, I mean, I'd forgotten that. I guess because I wasn't looking for it before. And I was like, because they all had masks on. I was like, man. It, it looks sure. like John Landis, you know, and sure enough, when I looked it up and I was like, wait a minute, the girl talking, that's, you know, the nurse from American Werewolf. So, well, and, and behind the behind the camera, you've got the director yeah. of photography and the director of photography 
is Bill Pope. Okay, yep. so look up Bill Pope and you'll see just the reason why uh, as soon as I saw his name, I was like, well, this makes perfect sense. Sure. He did all the Matrix movies. Mm-hmm. He did. He was the director of photography for, I, I think, the Adams Family movies that Sonnenfeld did because Sonnenfeld, Raimi, Sonnenfeld, the Coen brothers, they know mm-hmm. what importance to to give to to a director of photography right the Coen brothers uh got barry sonnenfeld to be their dp on um on raising arizona and you can tell i mean it's just yep. it's clean great cinematography and bill pope is the is the director of photography on this all the shots are good i mean like the effects are a little sketchy because that's that was the time you had a lot of blue screening you you had mm-hmm. some practical effects that now they probably would have would have digitized which may or may not make it better but Holy cow, this movie is is incredible. There's things about this though, even now, even though they're the effects are kind of dated, they still look so comic bookish. And I think that's what makes it work. You know, the the thing where the, the camera goes into his eye and you see the anger and the rage and the screen splitting. I mm-hmm. mean, it's great. It's great. Well, it, it, it easily could be a frame in in a comic book. I'm pretty sure that Raimi reuses the the fade. So so when when Peyton Westlake's lab explodes and he yeah. flies up and fire. <laughs> so we watched two movies in two weeks where somebody gets set on fire and lands in the water. But yep. You know, he he goes flying into the lake and his, you know, uh, uh, Francis McDormand's sitting there and she she walks up and sees the 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 lab and then as she fades in from looking at that Oh yeah. The veil comes. So the veil in. comes she's on. Wearing the 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 mourning clothes for you know she's funeral, in front yeah. of the uh, the the tombstone, and I think they did that in Spider Man too. Yeah, with Mary Jane. Yeah, like the, that same fade in effect where they they went from the the accident to the funeral. Yeah, hey, it's just it's great flexing the muscles, man. I mean, it's it's that visionary thing when you when you think of Sam Raimi and those instant visuals just come to mind. He he knows how to get it on film, and yeah, what can you say, Larry Drake, man? I mean, <laughs> Larry Drake. Did did this really set the wheels in motion for him to become what he did? I mean, I know he was on the the TV show there for a while. He was on L.A. Law, yeah, uh, and and uh, I mean, and then what he was Doctor Giggles, right? Doctor Giggles, man. I mean, that's kind of. <laughs> do you say that's that's my high point? It's kind of like saying I was Captain Kangaroo, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, mean, I was talking to giggles. I don't know. I, did he come back in the sequels to Dark Man? Because I'll be honest, I don't know Dark Man 2. You know what? Or I haven't watched them either. Maybe we need I, to just to say I we did. To, I know they replaced uh, Liam Neeson with uh, Adrian Vosloo, who's the guy who played the mummy. Yeah. Uh, and that guy's that guy's solid. Sure. And actually, he looks more like Dark Man you know, when it comes to like the, the, you know, the Phantom of the Opera kind of thing. He's more of a... I don't, he he's less uh, his face has less characteristic you know like when it comes to right. Liam Neeson he's so unique looking that covering half his face is kind of like taking away a lot of his clout as an actor but so you know at the heart of this whole movie you know, I don't know if if uh, you know he comes back in in Dark Man 2 or 3 and I might yeah. give those give those a look That's- at the heart of this it's a revenge story right yeah it's a comic book revenge story you got the 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 scientist who gets you know (laughs) caught up in the middle of the belisarius memorandum thing and and like they're looking for these payoff 
records that you know that proves that somebody's been doing something nefarious in the government and they find him in his lab because his girlfriend had him and that's the whole reason he's involved in the first place right so, and so they, they they torture him they kill his his lab assistant but you know if you're house boys predicament <laughs> doesn't he's, he's like and he's like he, he's a lab assistant like i always love that line because it's kind of like why would you call him a houseboy, you racist? And then like, he's the lab assistant. And then, you know, the guy's unfortunate karate moment where he's like, yeah, like he steps in the moment, it's like, hand. yeah, this isn't going to work. <laughs> hey, I tried, boss. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I just thought, you know, it's it's in the in the ancient background of my of my history. I just tried it, you know. <laughs> it just it, it came to me. So what is your first reason though? Well, I, I just want to stop. I, yeah. I wanted to, oh, to show you this before we go any further because we're talking about the second one. The second one is actually called, how do I do this so you can see it? The Return Dur of Durant. The Return of Durant. And it's got his face on it, so. Okay, so he's there. <laughs> Wait, how does he return? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, and, and Dark Man 3 is called Die, Dark Man, Die. Yeah, I thought that I thought that was right too, but I don't remember Bernard Man two being the return of Durant. So. I remember we had them at Ingram, like they they were in that room, and yeah. we, we just them. never watched them. <laughs> <laughs> we watched some bad stuff. We watched we watched Beastmaster three. <laughs> if we, <laughs> we did take that, Oof. <laughs> the Eye of Braxis. The Eye of Braxis. Uh, so, what was what's your first reason to watch I, Dark Man? I didn't really work on reasons, but to me, yeah, uh, just the way the whole thing is just put together, man. I, I here here's the, here's the, it is in a nutshell for me when I'm watching this. You know, I'm going lay it down. Yeah, I know he took the idea of the shadow. I think it's pretty apparent, right? Even the look, you kind of get the shadow look. I know he was making Batman, but it's really like Batman in reverse because everything that happens to Liam Neeson is really like what happens to the Joker, right? Because he gets he gets his hands burnt, he gets dumped in the chemicals, and so he's coming back of the bad guys, almost like Joker rise, because it makes him insane. He flies off the handle, you know, yeah. very Joker like. But we're looking at him as a good guy. So I just thought that was interesting that that really stood out to me this time. Of you're really telling the the story of you know a character like the Joker, but you're putting him in the Batman role. That That's uh, something I've never thought of. But yeah, I mean, well, and again, it goes into that anti-hero yep, thing. You absolutely. Know, around this time, everybody was kind of sick of truth, justice in the American way. And they liked seeing people, they liked seeing heroes who got things done. Right. right. Who, you know, you, you feel powerless. So these, these heroes, they're not going to go in and decide <laughs> what's right and what's wrong. They're going to, Throw some fists, and when the bad guy is so bad that he kills puppies, they're gonna, you know, dump him, dump him in the fire. You know, who like, doesn't? Who doesn't love a hero that crashes your helicopter into a, an overpass and goes, "Burning hell!" <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that in, in my in my in my first reason, you know, the the Durants, uh, I, I left one out. Ted Raimi. Yeah, absolutely. So, so like yeah, I named all the guys, and then there, then you got the pretty boy Ted Raimi, who uh, <laughs> pretty the boy. first one to die, right? <laughs> you know, oh you man, know. that scene. <laughs> Dark man shoves him up out of a manhole in the middle of the street. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah. cars are coming, and he's like waving him around, trying to hit a car with him. <laughs> and, and you know, of course, it's a Sam Raimi movie, so like all the 
all the cams are like you know they're like car cam like they're swiv- swiveling around his brother he's like okay ted look look more scared ted ted look at me look ted somebody hit him in the in the head with a wheel that'll get him that'll make him react you know it's, like it's he ted. should it's method it's method he's method he loves it he loves it just do it oh poor ted did you hit your brother in the head with a wheel no no we just tapped him (laughs) he needed a job mom (laughs) jobs aren't easy you got to take what you can get uh again i was just i was floored by how well it holds up because i think when you put it in context of what it is instead of trying to say it's a 1990s movie i think when you look at it as a a comic anti-hero movie it does everything right how can you go wrong with sam raimi montage things going on where the clock is going by and you see it change and you see in the, the 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 documents that they're looking for i mean it's sam raimi man and it's 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 just like my love for the quick and the dead yes it's just such a good movie everything about it is is done that it doesn't overstay its welcome in any one particular phase. It's so, wild you, know, you say that because I instantly after I watched this, it's like I kind of want to see Quick and the Dead again now. He's he, <laughs> Sam. If you're out there, I got to meet you once. I just you know, thank once. You. <laughs> so let's. Oh yeah, well we did that one. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> so the 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 doctor he makes synthetic skin. Yeah. The thing about the synthetic skin is it can only last in light for 99 minutes. So, you know, he's making, so when he goes on his revenge thing, he starts to like masquerade as these, these villains and he can only be out in the sun for 99 minutes or his yeah. stuff starts to like bubble. Yeah. His, his skin's all, and that's great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause you got some situations where he's like, where's the money? <laughs> you know, and he's just got his hand covering his face. Cause it's starting to, <laughs> Yeah, it's so great. My next best reason to watch this movie. That, so the, he's trying to frame Durant for for something so he can get him out of the way, and and he has to you know put him in jail. And so he he taps his phone, and then I don't know how he imitates his voice, but he does. And he like he taps his phone, and then puts on a Durant mask, and 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 you see it from the angle of the security camera where the he walks up to the the the. <laughs> just counter. a little gas station or a little convenience store. He puts store. a gun to the guy, and, and then he and he recites the lines that were in the phone conversation. He's he's like he's like, okay, buddy, just take the money. And he's like, my name is not Buddy, it's Durant. And then he turns to the camera and looks right at it like Robert G. Durant. <laughs> so good. And then and then it, it, it segues immediately to, to his front door, and the cops are there. He's like, yes, I'm Robert G. Durant. And they clap the cuffs on him. You know? <laughs> It's so good. It's so uh, good. All the whole the, the whole setup for uh the the guy from uh, Polly, the guy from yeah. Swamp Thing. Same thing, right? Just wearing the mask, goes and picks up the money, and where's the money? <laughs> where's Ricky? You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how I got dressed. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, of course, they're criminals who don't trust each other anyway, so they just throw him out the window. So, so they throw him out the window, and he Have lands a nice in the flight. Car. <laughs> Yeah, have a nice plug. <laughs> Throws him out the window. He hits a car, and so Dark yeah. Man. I guess, I guess it's for the scene, but it, it makes no sense that he would just be sitting at the party. He's sitting at the bus <laughs> bench, you know, and the lady like sees Paulie. Oh, 
bitch is in a car. And then she looks over it and he's still wearing he's the mask. He's still sitting there he looking at her. And she's like, <laughs> he goes, I wonder who that is because I, I, I feel like she must be somebody. Oh, maybe. But I just never, I kept saying, maybe this is Lucy Lawless, but it's not. No. Because he likes to stick people in these spots, right? Maybe so. maybe she played one of the, the tentacles from Dr. Octopus's <laughs> costume. If, it, if anybody knows, I just missed it. I didn't really look it up, but I just got to thinking, this is somewhere where he would put somebody specifically for a reason, right? Somebody so. who's a good screamer. Right. So. <laughs> but holy cow. I mean, you yeah. already touched on the fact that the, the, the whole third act of this movie takes place in a helicopter chase, <laughs> if you call it that. Oh. He's hanging from a cable from a helicopter. And, and the cops show up. To like take down Durant's like like bad guy helicopter with their cop helicopter, and he starts going, "No, he's mine!" <laughs> From the bottom of the cable, he's telling him, "You back off, because I'm gonna kill this guy myself." You're going down, Durant. <laughs> it's amazing. It really and is, man. And that's he, after the, no fear. He has absolutely no fear, man. And that, that's after the showdown at his lab. Yeah. You know, which is awesome. It's 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 every bit of Batman moment. You know, he's yeah. got he's got his own home turf, and they break in to kill him. And so he's you know he he's got the masks already made up to masquerade as them. He's he's you know he he puts one mask on one guy and then another mask on top of that, so that yeah. the guy will run up to him and he pulls off the mask and sees that it's the doctor and he shoots him. And then he pulls out that mask and he sees it's the other guy. It's like, his buddy, his partner. Yeah. It's, it's all that whole sequence. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So, and, and setting it up just like what they did to him, you know, when they tried to kill him off where he does the little, the little bird, you know, that, that yeah. hits the lighter. Yeah. So yeah, they've got the, the, the little uh, woodpecker bird. Hey, kitty, kitty. They've got the little woodpecker bird that that you know is, is set up to to hit the yeah uh, the lighter, and then they've got the flammable gas going in the lab. Then he does the same thing in his own lab a second time with all them in there. I mean, it, it's great. It's so good, and yeah, it's Dark Man. I'm, I'm yeah. telling you, if you haven't watched it, what, what I mean, the dude with the long hair, like wears the suits, like he's talking about when he's you know the, he's the one that kills. You know, he shoots his partner who he thinks is the doctor. Yeah. And then he walks up to him, looks just like him, and goes, Nice shot. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's got that unhinged grin. And <laughs> it's a very Bruce Campbell as Bruce Campbell. Very much. There. Well, I was thinking too, it was like earlier, you know, talking about if Bruce Campbell got the role instead of going, Linda, there would have been Julie. Because <laughs> that's done like twenty times in the movie. Julie. Well, and, and you know what? What's more, Bruce Campbell than you know when he's when he's uh, when he's losing it in the lab? He puts the funnel on his head. He's like, "Oh, see the dancing freak, just five bucks." It's like that's that's Bruce Campbell as Ash right there losing it. That's and, Danny quoting that a lot of times. <laughs> no, no, the, the 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 best one is it, so they go to the carnival. <laughs> the carnival scene. <laughs> And he, you know, he's like, well, you know, I just, I'm going to win you the biggest prize I can. <laughs> and he's throwing the, the, the baseballs at the, at the, the, the bottles. And as he is, he's like, well, I just don't think you could like me if I was some kind of freak, you know, and he like, he lets him, he lets him fly. And, and he finally knocks the, and again, it's another Sam Raimi moment. You see the, the throw, you see the ball and you see the bottles explode. 
And then, you know, you feel the whole emotion of the moment. And then of course you got the carny who's, who's like, I'm sorry. You weren't behind the line. You got Tom Petty over here. You weren't behind the line, buddy. He's like, I was right here with my girlfriend. He's like, no way. No like, way. Why is this guy fighting so hard to keep, keep him from getting the, the fuzzy elephant, you know? Right. Which, you know, it, it's the, the F word elephant, but right. in, in the edit that they did for network TV back in the day, it was take the fuzzy elephant. And I always thought that was pretty awesome. <laughs> TV edits are the best, man. Especially when you know the movie already so well. Oh my God! Racist melon farmer, man. That's that one's hard to beat. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. I know it. You just a racist, racist melon farmer. <laughs> so, so when when the carny reaches up and puts his hand on him, and he just takes that rubber hand, <laughs> and, and they go for this the screaming faces. Oh! oh, oh, oh. <laughs> It's, it's so good. Yeah, man. I mean, and that, that's another Evil Dead moment, too. Yep, where they're just absolutely. Flipping like from screaming faces to a yep. reaction. It's just there, so good. So, much, so many shots that are taken straight out of Evil Dead, too, as far as the camera movements and stuff that just put you in that weird, strange atmosphere that Sam Raimi just lives in, man. It, it's it's you know, calmed down over the years, but this is the good times, man. The, the only way it could have been better is if like he had broke his hand and then taken like a bat and hit the back of his, his head and his eyeball fly out. And then they show the, <laughs> the eyeball flying out. And maybe it hits the bottles and knocks him down again. That would be, that would be. So or his eyeball bad. flies out and, and go and goes in Francis's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Great stuff. The, I guess the only part of the movie that, that, I mean, please just watch it because there's no way yeah. that I can yeah. impart to you how good it is. I just got to talk about the the finale where they have a fight sequence on the top of a of a, of a, a, a skyscraper that they're building on like the raw girders up there, right? And they're just uh, running on these, you know, what five inch wide metal girders, you know, and and uh, six hundred feet high. Yeah, and the guy has a monologue about how you know he used to work in the the high steel and the and who's the only him and the Indians were the crazy ones who did it. Uh, that's a quote. I'm, I'm, that's what he said. That's what he says. But and then you know he ends up fighting Darkman on there, and we get Darkman. He's a yeah. little scared looking down, but but he's ready to jump and you know yeah. and, and lunge at him. And there's that part where he's looking around. Where did he go? Where did he go? Where did he go? He looks up. <laughs> on top of him. So good. Like off of the top rope. <laughs> yeah, and of course the whole thing when uh, when they arrive there at that building and he's he's Durant. You know he, that whole thing is like, you look pretty rough. Yeah, how you? How did you survive? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cockroach malfunctioned my helicopter. <laughs> And the whole, of course, he gives him the the way he finds out that he's not Durant is, you know, brings up his kids, you know, and yeah. he's like, uh, oh, by the way, you know, well, they do look up to me. He's like, oh, by the way, you don't have kids. <laughs> he rips off his face. Whoa. We could, if we want to have a Doop! kind of moment. <laughs> and, and of course, that whole thing culminates again in yeah. he, he starts shooting the rivet gun, and then you got like the Sam Raimi rivet cam. Yep. It's falling. <laughs> Which kind of remind me of uh, the 1989 Punisher movie where they they, yep. they they have the the fight on the docks and the and the yakuza are throwing the <laughs> the uh, ninja stars and it's like they throw it and, and then, like the ninja star goes you know 
And it, <laughs> and it rivets Darkman's hand to a girder, and he's like, Oh, by the way, she doesn't date freaks. And you know, <laughs> oh, that's it. Breaks his hand off, and yeah, oh man, it's yeah. so good. It's awesome. And you know, you you think that they'll find you know he'll find a way, and he and and Julie will get back together, Jules. But uh, no, he's like, yeah, I got some things I got to sort out. <laughs> as, as, as Tasty Taste said. Yeah, it ain't that kind of party. It ain't that kind of party. Kind of party. <laughs> so, you know, it's that thing of you know, you know, even even if I get the skin and stuff, you know, I'll wake up one morning, you'll cook my eggs wrong. I'll try to strangle you to death. It's probably not a good idea. And I'll become Jesco White. <laughs> right. He's <laughs> tired of slimy, sloppy eggs. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> oh man. But- I mean, if you're listening to it and you trust anything we have to tell you, then and you haven't seen Darkman, please go sit, check yeah, it out. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I could tell you it was free on Tubi or something, but I I ended up buying it just so that I'd always have it. <laughs> I, I think I already had it on DVD, but you know who has time for that anymore? Right. Um, yeah, I, it's it's every bit worth it. I'd like to get a director's cut, like a like a like a commentary. Sure. I, I love the commentaries with Sam Raimi on them. Yeah. He's, oh, he's, yeah. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. We'll just have to look for it. But yeah, I mean, this is a great revisit. And again, I haven't seen it in a long time. I always knew that I liked it. Yeah. But till you go back and check it out again, and, and you, it is 100% Sam Raimi land, and that's where I love to be, man. <laughs> I, I agree. And after all that stuff you've been watching on, on Tubi for your other show, I'm sure, you know, something with... <laughs> Just Dude, the modicum of quality. <laughs> I just watched. I'm going to give some things away here because it's okay. coming up about two. I'm about two weeks ahead on the show. Okay, I've been watching a lot of crap. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was in Ohio for a week. I had to do something. I watched all of. I watched the first three Ghoulies movies, <laughs> and I'm not proud about it. But anyways, you, you'll, those <laughs> those reviews in, in the end that get you in the end. Uh, so yeah, but, uh, yeah, so yeah, you're right. It's nice to revisit and, and, uh, <laughs> everything coming out this week is all smoking the bandit ripoff movies. It's like, you know, wow. what they did was they'd made a movie, but they knew it wasn't very good. So they stuck the word smoky in the title <laughs> to sell it. Smokey bites the dust, uh, smoky, smoky in the good time outlaws, smoky in the hot wire group. I mean, it's just like, really? Wow. And they'll be like. One scene of a cop car and the whole thing, you know. <laughs> I had no idea that this genre of film existed. Yeah, me either. That's why I did it. <laughs> You're doing God's work. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the devil's but, work? Anyways, none of that is would even be possible if it wasn't for this show right here, which is the most fun, without a doubt. I'm I'm super thrilled to talk about Dark Man. I mean, well, sure. I, I couldn't have tell, told that at all. So, you know, you brought it up all ago, and I don't think we've done it. Have we done Raising Arizona? I don't think we have. I don't think we have either. It hasn't really been in the, the, the genre of movie that we do. You know, we maybe the closest thing we've done to it is Gross Point Blank. That's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. I love Raising Arizona. You can do it next? Yeah, sure. Sounds <laughs> okay. great. So, episode 99 might be Raising Arizona. What are we going to do for 100? I think we should do something totally underwhelming. Like Jaws 3? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Unless you, unless you folks out there have a better recommendation. Unless you want us to do Jaws 4. Because you just <laughs> love Michael Caine. Oh, man. <laughs> that was so hard for me to get through. It's really bad. Although I did go on a cruise and we went on a boat over to where they filmed it. Oh. And you know, I saw where the plane was underwater and stuff. And you were like, yeah, okay, that's that's all right. <laughs> I, was, I was like, here it is, folks, where the worst Jaws movie was made. Not saying a lot. Uh, all right, folks, I guess that's it. We're running out of time. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you have suggestions for shows, let us know. It's always great for us to get back together and do some of these. So I'd uh, love to see what, what you recommend, what you want us to look at. I'm all psyched up about Cocaine Bear when I get a, my hands on a copy of that. So we'll see yeah, how that goes. Be interesting. I, yeah. I've been loosely following that, but yeah, it looks, it looks madcap. Yeah, it does. Sure. Absolutely. All right. You got anything else to add, Mike? No, just thanks for being with us and, and check out Dark Man if you haven't, because it's yep. well worth your time. Yep. You could have just fast forward to this moment right here and just heard us say you need to check out Dark Man. And the be most happy. important thing. Yeah. I mean, we could I love talking to Rick and, you know, it's it's pretty fun to, to do that and be able to broadcast it for all y'all. But uh, ultimately, we wouldn't put the movie on here if we didn't want you to watch it. That's right. That includes Jaws 3 because sure. it's its moments, too. Absolutely. So, all right, folks, that's it for this one. We will check you next time, folks. <laughs>